Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Negative confessions produce weak spirituality, but positive confessions produce strong spirituality. In this episode, let's continue the argument on the law of confession. We mentioned that when we talk about confession, we are not necessarily speaking about confessing your sin. Now, you and I agree, and this is undeniable, that to be a Christian, we need to repent from our sins and accept God's offer of salvation for us. That is fundamental to our faith. However, what we are talking about here is the other dimension of confession, which is not necessarily in relation to sin, but it is in relation to what we speak what we declare, what we profess. That is part of our work of faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse number 13, But having the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. So faith demands that we have a voice to what it is that we believe in. Faith speaks what it believes. Now, some of us are not seeing the fullness of the power of God in our lives because we are not speaking what we are believing. The Bible says with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That word salvation also stands for deliverance, it stands for liberty, it stands for freedom and all the good things that come with a life outside of sin. And so with the mouth, confession is made unto deliverance. With the mouth, confession is made unto liberty. With the mouth, confession is made unto freedom. And with the mouth, confession is made unto abundance. So we need to use the tool that God has given unto us, which is the instrumentality of our mouth, to declare that which he has placed in his word concerning our lives. What a blessing. And so, what do we believe? Or who do we believe we are? We need to understand what these things are and who we are in Christ so that we can continue to confess these over our lives. In other words, if we do not know who we are, we are not in a position to declare what it is that we believe we are. It is therefore important to get into the Word to understand who we are in Christ and to continue to speak those words over our lives. We must release those words into our spirit by speaking it forth. Get ready now as we dive into the word and understand some of the things that we need to be speaking concerning our lives. Now, remember when Jesus came, he always spoke about who he was and what his mission is. He he, he continues to declare this, albeit clearly the people were dull of hearing 
and didn't know that God was in their midst. Jesus says, for instance, if you see me, you see the Father. He says again, I am the light of the world. He said again, I came from the Father. He said elsewhere, I came to seek and to save that which was lost, and so on and so forth. He said again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He continually declared his personality. He continually spoke who he was. He continually declared his mission upon the earth. And yet, the world could not hear him. And so, he set us a pattern of faith, declaring, speaking into the realm of the Spirit, speaking into the atmosphere, speaking over our lives, who we are in him and what it is he has given to us to do and what it is that he has given unto us. We must learn to speak these words concerning our lives. And so, we too must know who or what we are or what mission we carry. And we can only find these in God's word. So let's you know, take a few and, and begin to exercise these in faith. And I would want you to follow me closely and to actually speak these words over you as you listen to this episode. And let's go now into the word. So number one, who are we? Number one, we are sons. Now, if you're a lady, then obviously you are also a daughter. But remember, the scripture normally would use the word sons to, 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 to connote both sons and daughters. And so there is no male chauvinism over here as we see in the scripture. It is just to capture these together as sons. And so if I say we are sons, it is in reference to both male and female. In 1 John chapter 3 and the verse number 1 and the verse number 2, the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. In verse 2 it says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. So it is a good time to declare over your life continually that I am a son of God. I belong to the family of God. I belong to Jesus Christ my Lord. We must learn to declare these over our lives constantly. This is the work of faith, knowing that you are a child of God, knowing that you belong to the divine family, knowing that you are a partaker of the divine nature. And so it is a good time to declare, I am a partaker of the divine nature. Please speak these words over your life. I am a child of God. In Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 14 and the verse number 16. Now the verse number 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Or we can also say they are the daughters of God. And so it is a good time for you to begin to confess these words over your life that you belong to God. And this, this is something that must continually sink deep into our spirit. We must believe it, we must walk in it, and we must profess it over our lives, if you like, on a daily basis. And why not? In the verse number 16 of Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, may we declare again in faith that I belong to the family of God. Ah, God bless you as you speak these words over your life. You indeed belong to the family of God. Now, that means no harm can befall you. It means no evil can come near your dwelling place. It means no plague can come near your household. It means no activity of Satan can destroy your life. Why? Because you belong to the family of God. The second thing we want, I want us to think about comes from Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 17. It says, we are joint heirs with Christ. Now, that is really powerful. We are joint heirs with Christ. You see this in Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 17. You and I are joint heirs with Christ. What does that mean? It means the inheritance that is in Christ is also belonging to us. What a blessing to know that every blessing in God belongs also to you. That is the gateway that God has opened for us so that you and I can walk boldly knowing that we have an inheritance in God, that we have an inheritance in the Lord. That must give us confidence. That must make us walk in faith and not in fear and not in doubt and not in defeat. Believe that you are victorious in Christ and believe that you have an inheritance in God. We must know who we are and declare this over our lives. That is the law of confession. The next thing I want us to understand in the word is the fact that we are ambassadors. You and I are ambassadors for Christ. Now the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 20 that therefore we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on the, on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now that is really important. What does this mean? God has made you and I ambassadors of his kingdom upon the earth. We are ambassadors for Christ. Now, if there is anything that you and I understand, an ambassador of a country living in another country has special rights, has special liberties, has special, uh, if you like, um, uh, privileges because they do not belong to that country. They are considered as an important dignitary, an important individual representing an entire nation wherever they are. Now, what does that mean for you and for me? When the Bible calls us ambassadors for Christ, it means you and I walking upon the earth, you and I here represent the entirety of the kingdom of God. You are representing the kingdom of God as an ambassador for Christ. You are his representative and that must make us walk boldly. It means the privileges of an ambassador is something you and I carry. It means the protections for an ambassador is what you and I carry. What does that mean? We must declare, I am an ambassador for Christ. What does that mean? It means we must believe that our mission on the earth is to represent the kingdom and to represent him well. So believe it that you are an ambassador for Christ. What a blessing. What a blessing to know that I represent the entirety of the kingdom 
of heaven. What a good thing to know that I am standing for Christ, that I represent him wherever I go. It means I am protected. It means I am sealed. It means I am covered. And of course, you and I are covered under his banner of love. Oh, what a blessing. This brings me so much joy. And I believe it is doing the same to you as well. The next thing to consider in the word is that we are righteous. Now, most people do not believe this. They say, oh, pastor, why do you say we are righteous? (laughs) It is because we do not understand the word righteous in the scriptures. And that is why we do not think that we are righteous. We tend to uh, think that righteousness means that we are without any kind of fault. This is the thinking that many of us have. But actually, the word righteous in its original meaning means having a right standing with God. The day you you became a Christian, the day you gave your life to Jesus, that day you became the righteousness of God in him. God declared you righteous. God imputed righteousness into your account. It is not based on your good works because the Bible says our good works are like filthy rags before him. And so it is not your good works that makes you righteous. It is the work that Jesus did for you and for me. By fulfilling the law, he fulfilled all righteousness. By coming to to, to, to be a sacrifice for you and for me, we in him are declared righteous. And we must believe this. A Christian who does not know that they are righteous is a Christian who will be manipulated by the enemy. So believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. God has made you righteous. You are in right standing with God. And do not let any kind of condemnation of sin hold you down and take away your authority in Christ Jesus. Believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. How do I know? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 21 that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It means the sin has been taken away. The alienation from God has been dealt with and you and I have been reconciled unto God. What a beauty. What a glorious blessing. Oh, what a word. You are righteous. Declare after your declare over your life that I am righteous. And we must believe this. There are many Christians who are walking in self-condemnation. They are walking in self-condemnation because of the sins of the past. The bad things that they may have fallen into, the sins they may have committed some weeks ago, some months ago, or even some years ago, it continues to haunt them. And for some of them, they even think that life is not going well for them because of the sins of their past. No. That is self-condemnation. That is what is referred to as sin consciousness. You are sin conscious instead of being righteous minded. And what then is the purpose of the blood of Jesus for you? God has cleansed you. God has made you whole. God has made you to become part of his family. You are a child of God. Why are you still holding on to the sins of the past? Do not let the tentacles of the past hold you down. Believe 
that God has made you whole. You are righteous. May every hold of condemnation over anyone's mind listening to this podcast be broken now in the name of Jesus Christ. Believe that you are the righteousness of God. It is interesting to find that Apostle Paul referred to the church, referred to Christians as saints. That is really interesting. Why did he do so? A saint is a sanctified individual. A saint is a righteous person. And he called them saints while they were still alive. And when he was writing to the churches, you will see many of these in his writings. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and the verse number 1, for instance, is an example. The church, he referred to them as saints. Now, if he refers to a Christian as a saint, what does that mean to you? Are you not a Christian? You too are a saint. You have been forgiven. You have been cleansed. You have been made whole by the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Believe this, because that is what the word of God says. In Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 1, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And so why are you feeling condemned? Why are you letting condemnation hold you down from professing faith and from professing the goodness of the Lord over your life? Do not feel condemned. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I pray that you are set free from the power and the shackles of condemnation. It is one important tool the devil uses. And I know this because having counseled many people, many Christians, there are several people walking in condemnation. I pray that any hold of condemnation on the mind be broken in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The next thing I want us to consider is that we are ministers. We are ministers. Oh, how beautiful. How beautiful. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 18, the Bible says, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Ladies and gentlemen, you are a minister. You are God's servant. You are God's minister. Oh, the Bible makes us to understand we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. God has called us as kings and priests. We are here to minister. We are here to minister to the world. We are here to minister Christ to the world as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a minister. And so it's a good time to declare over your life, I am a minister of Christ. I am a minister of the Lord. I am a minister. Now, that means if you're a minister of God, wow, that means you are under his arms. You are under his protection. You are under his domain. No evil will befall you in the name of Jesus. Every evil planned for your feet, it breaks its power. It, 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 it cannot hold you down. Why? Because you are a minister of God and he takes care of his own. God is taking care of you. He always takes care of his own. You are a minister and God continues to keep his watch over you. Be blessed as you enjoy this podcast. 
as you listen to it over and over again, may it spark faith in you so that you believe in what it is that God has made you and I in him that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you have not yet given your life to Christ, may I invite you now to know him and to become part of his family so that you too can begin to make these declarations over your life. It is very simple. Confess your sins before the Lord. Let him know you are a sinner. Ask him, speak to him as you would speak to a friend. In your bedroom, on the sidewalk, when you are driving, just speak to the Lord and you can say this prayer even after me now. Dear Lord, I recognize that I am a sinner. But I believe that you have given me an offer of salvation. And today, I repent from all my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I give my life to you, totally unto you. I commit myself. I believe that you raised him from the dead for me, that if I also place my trust in Christ, I also raise into newness of life. From today, I believe you are my Savior. I belong to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Please share this podcast and I'll see you again in the next one. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.